some reviews. Disney feature length films. Show cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Down to Business, a podcast where from now on we're only going to discuss how amazing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is. Well, we're not even there yet. Yeah. And that's not even a Disney movie. It doesn't matter. It's it's the movie to end all movies. That's it. We're done. <sighs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let's talk about it for like four hours. No. No. And not... We keep it to like a tight 45... Maybe an hour. Maybe an hour? Yeah. I think, I think this is going to be a quick episode today. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because the short that we watched doesn't really have anything to discuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're right on. So, to catch you guys up, get you up speed here, uh, we had a, a short today mm-hmm. called Infant Care <laughs> and Feeding. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's ridiculous. And then our movie that we are going to review is Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And there we have it. Yeah. And that was the review. We're done. It's going to be very bare bones. <laughs> um, so the short, Infant Care and Feeding, was made in 1945. Mm-hmm. And it's approximately eight and a half, nine minutes long. Well, that's not very approximate then. Eh. It's been somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was part of a series called Health for the Americas. So it was intended for like Latin South Americas. Yeah. Yeah. And it was created with, by Disney with the United States Information Services. These were basically like non-theatrical government shorts, mm-hmm. war shorts. Um, yeah. It was for inter-American affairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, if Kevin didn't know how to take care of a baby before, yeah. he still doesn't know how I to take care of it. I still don't know how. Because <laughs> it gives you all the uh, the basics that you would need to know. Like, hey, if I'm pregnant with a child, I should probably eat fresh, good, clean food. Wow, that's a shocker, you guys. Which- and also, there's a point where it says, uh, among the meats that you could or should eat... Uh, they mentioned fish, and they said any kind of fish. And I was like, "Wait, is mercury not a thing back in the day?" It may, know. it may not have been, but I always thought that fish was a no-no for women when they were pregnant. I have no idea because I've never been pregnant, and I don't plan on it. Okay. So, um, I was thinking, like, like the, so they were like, "Yeah, eat fresh vegetables and fruits, vegetables, vegetables." But this is Latin America, South America. What else are they eating? Oh. Yeah, like, like what else would they be? Some lard or something, maybe? Yeah, but it's 1945. Okay. It's not like they have a whole plethora of processed food like we do nowadays. But, I mean, there's still some bad shit. You can get. They're probably saying, you know, don't smoke crack or do opium <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that was weird. Like, yeah. like eat. Because they were basically like, eat fruits, vegetables, eggs, drink milk, yep. eat meats. And I was like, well, what? Other food groups are left. Uh, they pretty much covered they it all. Bread. No, well, they did talk about making mushy baby cereal out of like barley and wheat. Yeah, but that's and not rice. the same thing. 
Because usually when I was growing up with the, the food pyramid and everything like that, bread was one of the major portions. This of was 1945. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was old. What? Anyway, so when you're preggers, you should be eating healthy because what you eat is pretty much what's going straight to the baby. Yeah. Straight to the baby. Just, you know, there's an arrow and the arrow goes to the baby. <laughs> um, and then once the baby's born... You should be breastfeeding them. Mm-hmm. And for a cartoon, she had some nice perky breasts. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's got a good rack. <laughs> um, and so basically you should be eating, you know, those the same foods. stuff the, that you were when you're pregnant because it's still the same process. And those foods go directly from you through your nipple to the baby. Yep, it's true. Yeah. Science. And you should also put a net around your babies. <laughs> because this is South and Central America. Wooden box bed yeah. that they put it in. Like a you baby. put it in a, in a drawer. <laughs> put them in the dresser. But you have a net on there. Yeah, to keep out the... Uh, the mosquitoes, mosquitoes. With a typhoid fever and dysentery. Yeah. So, I mean, they travel the Oregon Trail. Yep. And what else? Uh, shots. Shot, 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 shot. Get your baby vaccinated. Yeah. So or, they, or don't. So I they mean, don't get measles. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. I like how it said, like, oh, the United States has eradicated polio and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we, we should have. Yeah, that's right. We we did <laughs> at one point. That's for a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when baby is weaning off yeah. of breast milk. You got to mash... Foods, mm, bananas, bet. peas. Yeah, I'm going to cut you kind of short on this because it's just, there's nothing here, really. Because no. like you said, even outside of the informational aspect of it, it's there's not there's nothing here that somebody with functioning brain cells wouldn't already know. So, yeah, I was and, like, and it's not, enter- I mean, it's not, it's completely informational. It's not entertaining in the least. Yeah. The uh, drawings, the animation was really bland. Yeah. They... All had like the blandest names. Like here are kids, John and Paul and Joe. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, yeah, it's like you said, it's not, I mean, this is like the bare bones of mm. like how to take care of a living thing. Yeah. So, and don't, don't you, drop it. Like I would think that like, like I was like, who are we, the Americans, to go to South America and tell these cultures how to raise their kids when they probably have been doing it with their own traditions for you know hundreds of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I have to say about uh-huh. that. That was uh, eight and a half minutes of uh, stuff we already knew. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Thanks, United States Information Services. Mm-hmm. And now we move on. To, to the main course. To Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. No, that is never damn happening. It. That is never happening. God damn it. Even if we were to get to comic book movies, that does not count. Yeah. Because it's a fucking Sony movie. Yeah, I can't believe Sony did such a good job. Yeah, there, there are reasons for that, but yeah. yeah. Bed knobs. And broomsticks. Not chitty chitty bang bang. No, not at all. Which Very was, different. Which Very for different. some reason I get those two confused. Which is funny because I have never seen yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I will forgive anybody else for seeing the title of this episode or hearing the name and thinking, huh, what the fuck is bed knobs and broomsticks? I thought the exact same thing because <laughs> I had no clue what the hell this movie was. Well that's okay, Kevin, because 
we will walk you through what this movie is about. <laughs> because I didn't know either. I had no fucking clue. And um, so it was released in 1971. It was the last film to be released before Roy Disney died. So he, See, I thought that Roy Disney was like still alive. He Oh, like current day? Yeah. I think that's like his son or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's this Roy Disney was Walt the Disney's are, brother. Are, are long gone. The one who tried to rate him in on his spending habits. <laughs> um, and then speaking of spending habits, the budget for this was six point three million. Jesus Christ, which man. wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. Really? For the special effects and having to pay known actors. Yeah, I actresses. suppose. Yeah, because what was the last one that we did, Aristocats? Wasn't yeah. that like $4 million or something? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so this was a lot less than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's based on two books, The Magic Bed Knob and Bonfires and Broomsticks. I couldn't tell you the author because I forgot to put that in my notes, <laughs> but you can look it up on Google. Disney purchased the rights in 1945, and this was suggested as an alternative project while negotiating for Mary Poppins. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but Mary Poppins ended up going through, getting mm-hmm. acquired, so they shelved this for the time being. Uh, and then they were going to resume it again in 1966, but then they were like, well, it's a little too similar to Mary Poppins because it's all magical and stuff. So, yeah, they uh, put it on hiatus. The Sherman Brothers, the ones Who's who that? brought you the music from Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins and what was the other movie that they wrote music for? Maybe The Jungle Book? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but they were they were like the Stephen Schwartz and Alan Menken mm-hmm. of back then, basically. Um, so they were writing the music. They were put on this project to write a bunch of songs. I think around 1968, their contract was going to be up with Disney. So mm-hmm. they were like, when is this movie going to be made? Because we have all this material. <laughs> And so someone in at Disney was like, don't worry, we'll we'll do it. And so in 1969, they started it up again. Julie Andrews, a.k.a. Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins. Mary Pops. She uh, she was offered the role, the main role, of Eglitadine. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. Uh-huh. Miss Price? Yeah, Miss Price, yeah. Uh, but she didn't want to be typecast, so she turned it down. Which is fair. But then she called a few months later and was like, you know what? I changed my mind. And they're like, sorry, we got fucking Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. The murder she wrote yeah. 30 years prior. <laughs> um, so they filmed this all in Burbank. There are some images, some scenes of like a castle, I think, shot in England. Mm-hmm. But nobody was like taken there. And then the part where the Nazis, yes. Nazis. You, you gotta wait, man. You, you can't spoil that. That's not a spoiler. It's a spoiler. When they, I didn't know. When they come on a beach, uh, that sounded wrong. When they arrive on a beach, yes. they uh, film that on some beach in California. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so basically none of this takes place in England. Um, and then the only other thing I have on this is, according to Angela Lansbury... They had to follow these storyboards because we're going to have some hybrid animation going on. Like to the T? To the T. Yeah. Like down to their facial expressions. So she felt it was like acting by numbers. Okay. So I... Which I mean, if you're dealing with stuff like that, that probably is the case. So I'm guessing she means that in a negative way. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to take the part, Angie. Well, you know, what was she even doing back then? 
Uh, she was in the movies. Because she was older. She was 46 when this was yeah, made. Yeah, because when we were watching this. she's been this, acting since she was 20. I when think. we were watching this, I looked at you and was like, how old is she? Because she already looks old in this movie. Hating. Hating. Not like old, old, uh-huh. but like... You know. Uh, no. Stephanie is just very, very vicious. I'm ageist, apparently. Um, so, bed knobs and broomsticks. We start off with... Oh, my God. What? On these VHS tapes, every single one of them has had this stupid Aladdin King of Thieves preview. Yes. I don't know if it's just the time. Like, did they release all these VHS? Like, yeah, it's all, all part of the same once? collection. This is like the, the Disney Masterpieces collection. And I'd like to say... They have a very skewed perception of what a masterpiece is. Yeah, I was gonna say either either a low bar or they just like kind of doled that out like candy, like oh you're a masterpiece and you're a masterpiece. Well, the point is to make them money. Well, so if they yeah. tell you it's a masterpiece, and a lot of these movies people haven't seen, they're like oh yeah, I'll just buy it for my kids. Oh, so false advertising. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You get into the mentality, uh-huh. babe. Good job. So yeah, they have the King of Thieves. Which I have that stupid snippet of the song stuck in my mm-hmm. head forever now. So, bed knobs and broomsticks start not with a book. No. No. But with like a tapestry <laughs> or maybe some like medieval book yeah. illustrations, yeah. it looks like. Yeah. We know that we are in England in 1940. So, there are like the raids and bombings going on. Yep. So, there are. There's this place where children are being evacuated to, the Children Evacuation Center, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. I think Some, it was like something a, very bland. Yeah, I think it was like a generic. recreation place, but it was a, yeah. a meeting place. Yeah. So there's children there, and they're all being doled out to specific homes. And then we have the Rollins kids, or Rollins, I don't know, because I wrote it down. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember their names. <laughs> One of them's a real dick. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a girl... And then an older brother, and then a little little brother. Yep. Yeah. And, well, they don't have a place for them. Sorry. Yeah, because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can see that there there's kids there. There's some soldiers marching in the street. I yeah. guess some British shoulders. Shoulders? Shol- soldiers. Soldiers. Army. Oh, my God. Um, and then Miss Price arrives at this children evacuation center because she's waiting for a package or something. Yeah, she comes on a sweet-ass <laughs> motorcycle with, like, a, a sidecar. And the exhaust that it's spewing is, like, sulfurous and yellow. Yeah, I which, asked you. It looks ridiculous. Why was it yellow? Why I have no idea. Orange? I don't know if she was using alternative fuel, being, like, <laughs> you know, really futuristic back in the day or what. <laughs> she's ahead of her time. Right. So, basically, the lady who owns this children evacuation center just pawns these kids off on Miss Price. She's like, you're a young lady with no one at home. Take these children. Mm-hmm. And so, somehow, she fits all three of them in the sidecar. They're, they're kids. It's pretty spacious. Yeah. It's spacious. <laughs> yeah. And this package that she picked up, which we don't know because it's wrapped, but mm-hmm. it's long and skinny. And... <laughs> Kevin. Um, uh. So... Yeah, so she takes them home, and that's when they meet her cat. Cosmic Creepers. Cosmic Creepers. This is the baddest asshole, uh, black, mangy cat. We need to add that to the list of future pet names. <laughs> and so the kids are kind of giving her a hard time. They are whispering about running away to England, mm-hmm. which I don't know why, because England's getting bombed. They don't care. These kids um, don't watch the fucking news. But she was like, you know, I can hear you whispering... 
I, I know what you're saying, but you're not going to run away. Mm-hmm. So she puts him to bed and she goes down to like, was it her basement or yeah. cellar or something? Yeah. And she opens up her package, which happens to be a broomstick. What? So now we're at the first part of the title. Yeah. Second half of the title? I don't know. <laughs> it's in the title. And apparently she's an apprentice witch. She's not very good. That's why she's an apprentice. Yeah. Like Nicolas Cage apprentice, I guess. Or Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> Wasn't the Nicolas Cage version like the Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah. live action? Yeah. I've never seen it. It's probably amazing. We should watch it. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> but you love Nick Cage, babe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Nick Cage, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So these sneaky ass kids are trying to sneak out, and as they're out, they see her flying on her broomstick, mm-hmm. kind of poorly. Very poorly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sputtering around. And I mean, we're not very far into the movie, and I'm already thinking that the older brother is a scheming asshole. Yeah, because he's trying to blackmail her. It's pretty great. Yeah, like well. Um, if you don't want us to tell everybody that you're a witch, then you're going to make us fried food for breakfast, and you're going to make let us do this and this and get away with this. Yeah, he's a little shithead. Yeah. He's a bad roach. That's what happens, man. And That's why they're there. <laughs> That's why their parents left him. <laughs> oh. oh. So, what if their parents died in a bombing? I'm just assuming they left him because they're shitheads. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how that... That seems so strange. Like, sorry, there's a war, so we're just going to drop you off at this orphanage. It's, it's for your safety. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know enough about uh, wars to know what was going on, mm-hmm. so it just seems I'm awesome. just being an asshole. They're probably orphans. <laughs> so, Miss Price is, like, not going to take it yeah, from this kid. I've had enough of this. So she turns him into a rabbit. Yeah. Well, she's supposed to turn him into she's, a frog. Yeah, or a toad, a I toad. think it was, yeah. yeah. And she turns him into a rabbit. Yeah, because her magic's not that good. <laughs> but uh, Cosmic, what's his face? Creepers. Cosmic Creepers is like, oh, a rabbit, and chases him, and it's great. So then, as like a truce, she was like, here, kids, if you behave yourselves, I'll give you a traveling spell. Mm-hmm. And so she takes the bed knob, for whatever reason... It's the other part of the title. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. See? You just put it together. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. Two stories. Yeah. Joined. So she puts a spell on the bed knob where you can screw it back into the bed and mm-hmm. tap it three times and twist it and you can go wherever you want. You just have to <laughs> give, tell it where you're going. So yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, she has been waiting. Side story. She's been waiting for... Another package to arrive from which college? Mm-hmm. She does a correspondence. <laughs> so it's supposed to come from London. However, it never arrives because of the war. They have to close the college. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, you know that traveling bed knob? Let's use it to go to London where you just evacuated from. And I will go get this spell that I'm supposed to receive through the mail because it's the final spell and she just wants to know how to do it, I guess. It's supposed to be done. Yeah. She wants to get her witch degree or something. (laughs) And so Charles, Charlie, which is the oldest brother, the jerk, the bunny. He's not a bunny anymore. Um, He doesn't want to go because she's like, come on, get get on the bed. We're all going to go. And he's like, no. 
Um, and then the cat scares him onto the bed. And Miss Price is trying to say, like, Charles is at the age of not believing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's at that stage between, like, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Where we don't believe in magic anymore. You're asleep at this time. Yeah. That's no. why That's why Kevin's not contributing to the discussion <laughs> uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. Um, I took another picture and posted it on Twitter. Why do you do that to me? Because it's hilarious. You can't do that. It's hilarious. Anyway, they sing a song. And I'm like, oh, this is a musical? Yeah. Like, we're like a good 20, 25 minutes in, Mm -hmm. and they're singing now. So they travel with the bed. And it's trippy. It reminds me of that scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where they go in the boat, Mm -hmm. the the riverboat. Yeah. And like, there's all the colors, and it's scary. That's what it reminds me of. So they arrive in London. She's looking for Professor Brown, who is the. Owner of the Correspondent Switch College. And they find him, and he's actually a magician, and he's hustling. <laughs> he has this briefcase that, like, pops out and turns into a table with, like, side tables mm-hmm. and, like, a little display. And he's doing, like, magician tricks. <laughs> yeah. He has no idea that his spells worked. And he was really surprised that they worked for her because he thought she was just talking nonsense. <laughs> uh, she wants... The spell book. And he was like, well, I guess. I don't know. There's a spell book involved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He was basically taking the spells out of this book and as a scam, mailing them out as like witch spells. Yeah. And that's where she was getting all this magic stuff from. <laughs> so they go to Professor Brown's home, who is, by the way, the dad from Mary Poppins. David Tomlinson. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he has the book. The problem is it's missing half. <laughs> half of it. Um, he also has this poster of him as a great magician mm-hmm. in like a show. It's, it's like a poster of what he wants to be. Yeah. And he's trying to convince Miss Price to join him and be his like sidekick yeah. as a magician. And she's not having it. She just wants you gotta to visualize, man. He really just, he wants to be in show business. So, anyway. So, the spell book is missing pages. And I'm like, why does she need this spell? <laughs> what is, why, why, does she, why does she need this? There's a war. Yeah. There's evacuated children. Well, sometimes you, you just have an empty spot in your life you need to fill. She's very collectivist. <laughs> yeah. So, there's another song. I, I couldn't even tell you. What, uh, what did you write there, babe? I, <laughs> it looks like these songs suck. Is, is, is that what it oh, says? I'm glad you can read my handwriting because it kind of... It's very bad. It looks like Svak. <laughs> Svak or Suek. They suck. Which they do. Oh, come on now. I, I couldn't... I can't speak to that at this point, but... I couldn't tell you the name of the song. I couldn't tell you the melody. I can't even tell you what it's about because... So you're saying the brothers dropped the ball. The Sherman brothers. So you know, <laughs> when I was reading about this, they had this whole pitch to Walt Disney where they performed all these songs... And That's like probably what acted them. it out, and Disney fell asleep. <laughs> oh my god, I am like Walt Disney. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, they said he was just really tired because he, oh, I'm he'd sure. been so busy. So he just kind of nodded off. Yeah. But he was really into it, apparently. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. As into it as you can be when you fall asleep. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're at the marketplace. And all of a sudden, they bring up that they need the spell of Astaroth. I think Astaroth wrote the spell book. Astaroth. 
Asteroth? Yeah, O-T-H. I thought it was like Sethoroth. What? <laughs> what is it? God damn it, Sephiroth. Oh. <laughs> you are so <laughs> and wrong And I've been right pronouncing now. that wrong all this time, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, she's at the marketplace. They're like a, at a bookseller, and she's like, I'm looking for the spells of Asteroth. There you go, there you go. And uh, he doesn't have the book because why would he? It's just a fucking book merchant. And there's this shady guy standing around, and he overhears them. And you can tell because he makes this face like, oh, ho, ho. <laughs> and uh, he darts off. There's a dance number that takes place. You know, this really made me appre- appreciate Step in Time. Why? Because this dance it wasn't number good? was so boring. <laughs> Why are they dancing in the street? Dancing in the streets. Why is there a know. dance number right here? Why wouldn't you? Sometimes you need songs, you need dancing. And at this point, you were asleep, and I googled the time of this movie, and it's two hours and 19 minutes. That's not right. That cannot be right. Well, the VHS is, says 117 minutes. That's almost two hours. Yeah. So then, so the- Are you serious? Yes, because, so, I think what I looked up was the, like- The director's cut? Yeah, like a director's cut. <laughs> But when we watched... This wasn't, this wasn't my real vision. That's what the Sherman brothers said. <laughs> they said one of the songs missing was... Yeah, it literally tied everything all together. They said it was in the beginning by the kids, and it was like nobody's... Which, I mean, would have made it obviously a huge difference for me, because I, I love kids in film. They said it was really heartfelt and really brought emotion to this movie. Okay. And they cut it. Okay. An hour and 17 these, minutes. These, these guys obviously get paid by the song. An hour and 17 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah. I, at this point, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Kevin, wake up and suffer with me. Um, you can't make me. <laughs> so, they found some guy with the other half of the book. Um, I think it was the shady guy. I think he brought them to yeah. this guy. Um, his book's missing half the spell, too. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, and they find out that the creator of the book um, lost the spell to some anthropomorphic animals. No shit. At the island of Naboom Boom. Naboom Boom. Boom Boom Boom. Everybody say whale. <laughs> whale. <laughs> uh, no, Naboom Boo. Naboom Boo. That's what it was. Okay. So I guess we're going off to the island of Naboom Boo. Sounds good to me. Sure. And, uh,. Yeah, they go and the bed flies and they're they all they go cool. underwater. Yeah, and they eat <laughs> Mr. Codfish and they're just hanging out underwater. How they're breathing, okay. I don't know. I don't understand how you could be perplexed by that. It's fucking magic. It's fucking magic. Are you serious? It's it's Say a it. fu- it's a fu- it's a fucking fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> how can it not be your fucking thing? <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite impersonation that you and your friends do. No, Chris's is much better. Chris is really good yeah. at it, yeah. Um, in Bruges. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? You're talking about a magic flying bed. Did, did you see the swans? Did you see this, the fucking swans? <laughs> a magic flying bed <laughs> that arrived underwater at the island of Naboomboo. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. And then they sing another song. Oh, and it's probably great, right? I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and I wrote, how far along are we? Because our You're v- like a fucking kid in the back of a car. A v- our VHS player 
VCR player doesn't show the time, like the counting yeah. of like how long the movie mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So you got to guess. And you're still asleep. Yeah. So um, the bed got caught on a fishing line. Someone was fishing. <laughs> so it gets reeled up. And there's a bear. And that bear is not blue. Not at all. No, not at all. Good job, Disney. <laughs> um, yeah, they used a different voice and everything. Yeah, and they're like, well, there's no people allowed here, so we're going to have to take you to the king. You know, it's only animals here. And they go to the king, but the king's really upset because they're supposed to have a soccer match. A soccer yeah. match. Yeah, back in, back in 71. And they don't have a referee. Yeah. So Mr. Brown volunteers because he has a little thing about soccer. He, he played for Man U <laughs> and, and the Tottenham Hotspurs. And what I want to know is, why are they calling it soccer? It's fucking football in England. Because this is America, motherfucker. <laughs> All right? This is the 70s, and we don't give a fuck about soccer. I don't think Pelé is a thing yet. Like, yeah, I really don't care about I'm just, soccer I'm just, I'm just, I'm at just all. You know. But I just thought if this is supposed to take place in London, they yeah. should be calling it football. Was American football a big deal in the 40s? No. Oh, you, uh. Like, was it a thing? It, it was a thing. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know if, like, it, were, the NFL wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, I didn't know if there would be confusion if they called it football back then. Like, if, uh, if American football was taking Probably, off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sports. <laughs> so. The number one. As they're talking to King Lion. King Leo? I don't, I don't know what his name is. He's a lion. <laughs> he has the star of um, Setheroth. <laughs> Astaroth. Astaroth around his neck. <laughs> I just know he used to always go, Sephiroth. Sephiroth. <laughs> um, so this soccer game. Uh, there's some dirty football going on. Big time. Um, there's a lot of and, and I would be uh, high Yeah, I would be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't mention the one thing that immediately struck me when I woke up was the voice acting for the animals is fucking awful. The voice for the king. Yeah. I I thought like the entire time that he was doing. Like a pirate voice. So I, th- I thought that there was something I was missing or that there, there was something that they were hiding and there was some subversion going on here. But it's not. It's just a really shitty, stupid voice. I was like, does he have cotton in his mouth or something? Like, why does his voice sound so yeah. weird? Yeah. Like, it's it kind of muffled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so some dirty football. It's like the weaker animals against predators or yeah. like huge animals. So you have like the ostrich and I don't know versus rhinos and lions and it's Yeah, crocodile, yeah. alligator. Yeah. So there's some like slap Hippopotamus. There's some slipstick slips slap sticky stuff that goes on with that there. And then the ball gets deflated. Mm-hmm. But somehow, um, the big mean animals like blow it into yeah. the soccer net yep. and they win. The and game's the king, over. The king is happy. So, because the ref, uh, Mr. Brown, was such a, a good sport about all of it, the king thanks him. And uh, the king, or uh, Mr. Brown, is trying to get that uh, pendant mm-hmm. around his neck. Yep. So he asks him, hey, have you ever heard of a gypsy switch? And he's like, no, I never have. 
And uh, at this time, you can see Mr. Brown sneakily, Ooh. like, switching out the medallion for a whistle. Yeah, for his referee's whistle. Yeah. And they're like, bye, and they leave. <laughs> Until the lion realizes that they took his medallion, and he chases after them, and Miss Price turns him into a rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's then, it. That's and it. then they take off. Yeah. And so they get back to Miss Price's house. And they go get the medallion, and they realize, oh, hey, it can't travel between the different worlds. Yeah. And so it was all moot point. And then the youngest kid... Fades away. The youngest kid, who has this coloring book of Nabumbu from his childhood, yeah. he was like, oh, hey, it's right here in my coloring book. And there's a picture of the medallion with, with the, the words. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, that was Man. a fun trip to Nabumbu. <laughs> Yeah. So this time, she does the spell. But they, they're like, let's sing the spell. Yeah. Because that'll give it more power. And then all the clothes come to life, and the shoes dance. And uh, there's a priest that comes over to visit, to check on the children. And the clothes come <laughs> out of the house and spook him away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that all happens. And the children evacuation center lady stops by. And she's going to come take the children because... Yeah, because obviously Miss Price doesn't want to take care of them anymore. She knows that they're a handful. Yeah, because Miss Price didn't really want them in the first place. So she was like, oh, I'll come take them off your hand. And then the kids are like, but we want to stay with them and Mr. Brown is going to be our father. They don't. They didn't tell Miss Price about this. I was like, oh, that's very presum- right? presumptuous. Like, how did you go from... I mean, good for them for being like a wingman to Mr. Brown. Like, yeah. trying to get him a little bit. Like, but you go on one outing, and all of a sudden, he's daddy? Like She likes the things that I like. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Brown's like, hell no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and he suddenly has some things to do, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to go to the train station. I'm not getting tied down. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Was there any chemistry there between Mr. Brown and Miss Price? I didn't think so. There's there is no chemistry between any of them. <laughs> I was like, these kids want him as their dad, and do they want her as their mom? Because that older kid's kind of a shit. What is going on here? They bonded. Yeah, <laughs> they were just acting by the numbers. So uh, meanwhile, there's a submarine. Uh, I believe it's a U-boat. <laughs> a U-boat? <laughs> what? I'm fucking with you. Um, Nazis. <laughs> there's a submarine. Yeah. Yeah, in this movie about bed knobs and broomsticks and magic magicalness. <laughs> Sorcery, I believe, is the word Sorcery. that you're looking for. Wizardry. There's a fucking submarine. Yeah. <laughs> off, off uh, down the road, off the cliff where the beach is, mm-hmm. and um, there's some Nazis because oh yeah, this is World War Two. Yeah, yeah. This is the forties in and, Europe. That, that was kind of a big thing. Yeah. So, Mr. Brown, he uh, is heading back to the house. Oh, wait. What am I writing here? I don't know, right? I missed a lot of stuff. So, the Nazis come. Yeah. And they go to Miss Price's house because they can just occupy whoever's house they want. Mm -hmm. And they're going to, you know, take over that part of England. And they lock away Miss Price and the kids. And they end up putting them in, like, a castle. Yeah. Down the road or something. Yeah. So they're locked up. Mr. Brown sees Nazis climbing like a telephone pole and cutting the lines. Mm -hmm. So he heads back to the house 
and he is kind of going through the rooms, and then he gets trapped in a room as a Nazi is coming. And so he performs the transfiguration spell and turns himself into a rabbit just as the Nazi walks in. So the Nazi just sees a rabbit. Um, And then as a rabbit, he runs to the castle, and he meets up with Miss Price and the kids. And then he tells her... Are you asleep at this point? No, I was was totally awake. Okay. He tells her to do the inanimate object spell. (laughs) You're a fucking inanimate object. (laughs) See? See? (laughs) Oh. I didn't mean that. (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) Um, And then the armor that's in the castle comes alive, and it defeats the Nazis. They defeat the Nazis with magic. You got that right to do. Of course. And love. And at this point, the British troop arrives... Yeah, I guess for some reason Miss Price can't be a witch anymore. She's not about it. Yeah. I don't know. She was like, I really couldn't be a witch. I knew I couldn't when I decided that I couldn't deal with, like, dry dragon liver or mm-hmm. something. And then Mr. Brown joins the troop. Yeah, he joins the army just because. Just because. So I, th- I think that should actually tell you something about Mr. Brown as far as how he feels about kids. And commitment. Or, or maybe Miss Price uh, overall. But he did kiss her hand. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that was kind of a, a big deal back then. Maybe he really doesn't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> so he's you. Whoa, come on now. Although you would never join the military. Yeah, see? So. Anyway, so that was basically bed knobs and, and broomsticks. And And Nazis. Yeah. So they made it for six point, what did I say? It's like six and a half million, I think. Six point. $6.3 million. Yep. And how much did it make? 17.6 in its initial release. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that a lot? And that's three times what it cost almost. Hmm. That's a lot That's a lot of money. Yeah. So it was nominated for five Academy Award nomination. Wait, that's redundant. Nominated for five Academy Awards. <laughs> best Art Direction, Best Scoring, Best... Why does it have Best Scoring twice? I, I don't this know. is what happens when you copy paste from Wikipedia. That's what you get. This is what you get. Anyway, it won for best visual effects. Okay. Okay. Fair. Let's see what critics thought of it. Kevin, take okay. it away. Well, Vincent Canby of the New York Times said uh, the movie is tricky, cheerful, aggressively friendly Walt Disney fantasy for children who still find enchantment for pop-up books, flush animals by Stephen. Wow. Excuse me. Uh, who still find enchantment for pop-up books, flush animals by Stife, and dreams of independent flight. And the Nabumbu scene <laughs> is, quote-unquote, the best of Disney going back all the way to the first Silly Symphonies. What's Stife? Or who is Stife? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it two and a half Ooh, stars and wrote Roger. the film. Had the same technical skill and professional polish as Mary Poppins, uh, but it doesn't have much of a heart, though. And towards the end, you wonder why the Poppins team thought the kids would like it much. Wow, Roger Ebert. Nail on the head, Back bro. Back in 1971. He ain't fucking around. He was old. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Charles Cham- Champlin. Champlin. Champlin of the Los Angeles Times said it is pleasant enough and harmless enough. It is also long, almost two hours, and slow. The songs are perfunctory, nothing super califragile, whatever. And the visual trickeries, splendid as they are, are sputtery to get the picture truly airborne. By the standards Disney has set for itself, it's a disappointing endeavor. Damn. And Variety praised the Nubumbu scene sequence, stating, uh, it not only sheer delights, but technical masterpieces. Yeah. Uh, did, did they mean technically masterpieces? 
Um, I don't know. I think it like it's not only. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a weird. Yeah, that's. Odd. Yeah. Gene Siskel gave it two out of four stars, fifty percent, and said it is a mismatch of story ideas in film styles. Adding the difference between scenes of seahorses and stormtroopers <laughs> is so great that probably no story could manage it. Bed knobs tries. And fails. God rest his soul. And the last one is uh, Pauline Kale, reviewing for The New Yorker, panned the film because, quote-unquote, no logic in the style of the movie and the story dribbles on for so long that it exhausts the viewer before the final magical battle begins. She continued, This whole production is a mixture of wizardry and ineptitude. The picture has enjoyable moments, but it's uncertain. It's as uncertain of itself as the title indicates. God damn. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, first this week, as far as the uh, professional movie critic Stephanie and Kevin go, yeah, Kevin is first. Oh man, oh, what a jo- what feel- a treat! For I'm, you guys. I'm blessed. What a treat! Hashtag <laughs> blessed. Bless him. Okay, yeah. So I think I was asleep for about an hour of this movie almost. So I missed half. Half of this fucking movie. Oh, I, I missed a Dumbo's worth of this fucking movie. <laughs> but what I what stop bringing him Dumbo. I won't. I will never stop. <laughs> Can't stop. Can't stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what I what I did see, it was just very aggressively mediocre. That is that is that is. I don't know. It permeates everything in this movie. I like. That. I, I like. I like Angela Lansbury. I said, even though you were dogging her for for looking for looking her for old, that's just looking pretty good. She's doing. Yeah, she's it was just. Work. I expected her to be like. Uh, Julie Andrews' yeah. age yeah. during this movie. And she would have been if she was Julie Andrews. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Um, but aside from that, I think the only thing that I really enjoyed about it was David Tomlinson, for the most part. Like you said, he's very charming. Uh, all, all the stuff from, from Mary Poppins, that type of stuff with him, rolled over. Uh, he's obviously a very talented guy. The animation was okay. I didn't think uh, it was insanely jarring the way that they did it. It was it was. Technically done pretty well, but the uh, it, it just didn't impress me overall. And no, one of the biggest things for me that I thought is if you if you were to tell me like a synopsis of this movie of the elements that make it up, and you would show me how it actually turns out, I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because how can you have a movie that is about like sorcery, witches, fucking Nazis? You know what I mean? And, and and also, and halfway animated. It's like, whoa, that, that sounds like it'd be awesome. And it's not awesome. <laughs> so that kind of segues into what I was going to say. Yeah. So I looked up the synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. During the Battle of Britain, Miss Eglantine Price, a cunning witch in training, decides to use her supernatural powers to defeat the Nazi menace. She sets out to accomplish this task with the aid of three inventive children who have been evacuated from the London Blitz, joined by Emilius Brown, the head of Miss Price's witchcraft training correspondence school. The crew uses an enchanted bed to travel into a fantasy land and foil encroaching German troops. Yeah, see, that sounds fucking awesome. None of that. Yeah, none of that. That was maybe the last 20 minutes of the movie. The the kids are so 
forgettable. Like they're, they're almost an afterthought, I think. Yeah. You know, you you could just have David Tomlinson and Angela Lansbury traveling on a fucking bed, yeah. you know, through dimensions and worlds and fighting the Nazi fighting the fighting the Nazis. And I thought to myself, like it is possible to have a movie that involves fantasy elements and Nazi World War 2 themes. Absolutely. Because uh Captain America in the fucking uh, Tesseract. Uh, but what was that one movie we just watched that was a horror film where the Nazis... Overlord. Were yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's what I was thinking during this movie was, like, you can still have these, like, zany things happening during this, like, serious... Like, awful. Awful yeah. World, World War II environment. Yeah. Um, because, like, I felt like the Nazis were an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like, oh... Yeah, they just we, show up. At the we end. need an antagonist. How about the Nazis? Well, this, everybody, is, this isn't Indiana Jones. Everybody hates the Nazis. Let's just throw some Nazis in there. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Unfortunately, I was awake for the first half of the movie. Owned. It doesn't... It takes forever to get going before you even have anything magical. And even when there is something magical, it's not that interesting or great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the kids are forgettable. They're assholes. Like, they're just not... Well, And like you said, too. They're not adorable. They're not charming. There's no chemistry. There's even, no even, chemistry. Even between uh, Miss Price and Mr. Brown, like... Yeah. It... <sighs> I don't know. And they have things in there that, like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but, oh, hey, the youngest kid conveniently has a coloring book of Nabumbu, yeah. and it has the medallion. Oh, hey, here's this British troop in the very beginning that you see marching in town, and then at the end, they come once they, the Nazis are defeated. Yeah. Like, like, nothing connects everything. It's not, I wouldn't even say this is, like, like disconnected in an episodic way. It's yeah. just disconnected. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, I think you're doing... Mary Poppins disgrace by comparing this to it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there may be some small elements, but... And I don't think adding in the missing songs would have made this movie make any more sense. No. Like I said, you, you boys are just getting paid pr- by the song. I don't even want to Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, it was just so boring to get through, and I was... I'm a little jealous you were asleep. <laughs> I was like, maybe if I take a snooze while he's sleeping, he'll, he won't even know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, this movie is... And then the audience would suffer, babe. They'd depend on you for the content. Yeah. Um, this movie is not good, you guys. It was really not good. Uh, some might say it was painful to watch. So, let's rank it. Well, obviously, it's going to be, you know, in the top five. Yeah, so scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are going to go first, since okay. I reviewed. I thought about this quite a bit after we watched it. There's movies where I watch it where I'm so mad that I had to watch it. <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> because I thought, like, oh, I've never heard of bed knobs and Broomsticks. Maybe it'll be quirky right. and fun because it's hybrid animation. No. No. <laughs> I can't get that two hours of my life back. So then I was like, do I hate it more than Alice in Wonderland? Because that Whoa. movie. That's 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 your watermark. That is like, I fucking hate that movie. And I don't think this really ruined your day quite like that. Above Alice in Wonderland is Song of the South. <laughs> and this is absolutely better than Racism the Movie. No. <laughs> you see? Oh, man, is it? Uh, you know how I, I am. What would I rather watch? I guess. Song of the South. I hate to say Oh, God, I hate to say Oh, this. do say it, though. Uncle Remus is more charismatic. Absolutely. 
the cartoon animation is funnier. Yes. And the songs are better. Even though I don't really remember. Well, Zippity Doodah is yeah. very memorable. This movie, uh, or the kid from Song of the South, is likable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All the kids, even Jenny. Yeah. So, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, I can't tell you one song that took place in this movie. Yeah. Um, we just watched it a couple nights ago, and I, I barely remember. If I <laughs> because I had, like, the notes I was reading from, I left out a lot, and that's why I even, like, with reading from the notes, I was like, uh, and then this happened, because I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I, I left out a lot of <laughs> notes. Um, it's for you guys' benefit. Yeah. I just didn't care to write down notes after. Yeah. After a certain point, I was like, how long is this fucking movie? This is going to be, like, ten pages of notes. I'm going to write the bare minimum. Yeah. Anyway, rankings. So that's my long-winded way of saying that it's going to go after Song of the South, but before Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so it's your new number 25. Because fuck Alice in Wonderland. Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm thinking pretty much along the same lines, but my numbers are just a little bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. I would probably put it behind Song of the South as well, but also ahead of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, so that for me would make this number 23 and slide Alice in Wonderland down to Into number 24. DMs. Yes, they're sliding there. <laughs> uh, and also I would like to say for those of you counting at home, that means that victory through air power, if you want some animated Nazis, that's where you go. You don't come here. I'm just amazed that you think Alice in Wonderland is better than Make My Music and Saludos Amigos. I really don't like Saludos Amigos. Make My Music? Alice in Wonderland is way better than Make uh, Mine Music. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part no, out. No, no, you're not. Make My Music is way better than Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. So, a few episodes ago, like the Lady and the Tramp episode. Okay. We put out a call for guests. A call to arms. No. Uh, so we had Mr. Chris from uh, the Rick and Morty Minute, mm-hmm. who sent us a little clip about his thoughts on Lady and the Tramp. And just tramps specifically. Yeah, mostly tramps. And uh, this time we got a special clip from a Twitter friend of ours. Well, not of you. I mean, fr- friend is pretty tenuous. but Not of you, because you don't. Do the Twitters and the social media. <laughs> so you're saying I like might have a little bit of a life? Yeah, so I record the podcast, I edit the podcast, I post the podcast, I social media for the podcast. Yeah. What do you do? I'm here. I watch these fucking movies with you and provide you with content. Whatever. Without me, there is no podcast. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, so our special guest clip comes from Matt from the Disneyto podcast. They are on Twitter as at Disneyto podcast. Uh, well, we're going to take a little listen. How's that spelled, babe? It's spelled D-I-S and then Nito. Like, oh, that's Nito. Anyway, we're going to take a little listen to see what Matt thought of bed knobs and broomsticks. Don't fuck it up, Matt. Hey, let's get down to business. This is Matt from the Disneyto podcast, disneytopodcast.com. Uh, and I heard that you guys are about to do an episode on bed knobs and broomsticks. So I have to give you a warning because I used to love this movie and then I watched it and it's really long. Like there's this Portobello Road sequence that's it's got to be like 15 minutes long. It's just a 15 minute long song. 
and it has no place in this movie. And, you know, Angela Lansbury is amazing. I don't want to talk trash on Angela Lansbury, but she ain't Mary Poppins. And this is so clearly a, like, let's try to do another Mary Poppins movie. Like, that's all that this film is. And it hits all of the Mary Poppins notes. And there's, like, a couple fun moments. I'd say there's, like, 45 fun moments in this movie. Or 45 minutes of... I think I said that right. I'm very tired. It's it's early in the morning. But, yeah, there's, like, 45 minutes of really good stuff. And then there's the other hour and 45 minutes that you have to sit through. But I will say that Age of Not Believing is probably one of the best songs ever written for a Disney film, and it's a travesty that it's not more well-known. But I hope you guys enjoy the movie. I can't wait to hear your full review on it. Thanks, Matt. Um, You said there's about 45 minutes of really good stuff Mm -hmm. and then hour 45 of not really good stuff. Yeah. I think think our percentage is a little bit more skewed than that. Yeah, I think there's like five minutes of really good stuff. (laughs) No, I appreciate him sending that in. Uh, he also mentioned the song Age of Not Believing, and mm-hmm. I have no clue which song that is. God damn, babe. Come on. Yeah. you. It must have really resonated with you then. It did. It really <laughs> spoke to me. Um, yeah. I'm Honestly, I'm surprised that he had seen it before. Yeah. Because I... I don't think I've met anybody that knows it no, when I no, want to really say the title. Don't. I really don't. So thank you, Matt. Yeah, we, we appreciate, appreciate it. that. <laughs> Again, check them out at Disneyto Podcast. Yeah, not like Magneto. <laughs> Neato. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps that up. So what uh, What do we got next week, babe? Now that we got this one out of the way, oh. are we going to get back to some sweet animation? Some sweet, sweet xerography, yes. recycled animation. Um, we have Robin Hood. Ooh. Our short I'm movie. actually kind of pumped about that. I, I know. Too. I know that you're not. I know that you don't like it. Yeah. But Young Furry Me had a huge crush on Robin Hood. So. Well, of course you did. I, I, I just remember uh, Prince. Is it Prince John? Oh, the lion? Yeah. He's like, a, when he, he's yes. He's kind yes, of a bitch. Yes. Yeah. Um, Get pumped, sh- boys. Our short is Lucky Number. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, oh. if you want to creep out on freaking pictures of me sleeping, because <laughs> my wife is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Um, at DTV Disney. Disney. Yep. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. Tell all your friends. All the friends that you do have. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to be done. I'm Why? Done with this movie. I feel like we could do this forever. Move on. Talk about Spider-Man the Spider-Verse. <laughs> that's, not, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Guys, at me. Slide into my DMs. Let's talk about Spider-Man <laughs> and the Spider-Verse. Fucking <laughs> Miles Morales. Hashtag my Spider-Man. <clears throat> so imagine that we don't do that because we're not going to. But what you should imagine and what you should know is that Disney is our business. And, and business, business is good. good. See you later. <laughs>